Greetings, friends. It's Friday, November 4th. Uh, Chapo coming at you. We got uh, me, Matt, and Chris today. Uh, Felix is unavailable. So back by overwhelming popular demand, it's the Chapo Women's Auxiliary Corps. It's Catherine Krieger. Hello. And Amber Rallo. Hi. Thanks for having me in my living room. We wouldn't have it any other way. We, got, we get emails all the time. We get emails all the time <laughs> saying, where's Catherine? We want more Catherine. Every time no one's talking, Catherine should be there. And it's true. I, I'm constantly emailing Chapo saying, where's Amber uh, as well? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, uh, we're back from tour. Um, let's kick things off with uh, probably, the most, probably the most important news story of the year, if not the decade. Folks, it finally happened. Elon Musk is now in charge of Twitter. Co- comedy, is, comedy is now legal again. And, you know, the shackles are off. And, you know, we're, it's time for some brave truth-telling to happen on Twitter. And uh, we will not be censored. We will not be censored because Elon Musk is at the reins. Patriots uh, are in control. Like, yes. Patriots are in control. Finally, uh, truth and, and comedy are coming back to everyone's favorite website. Although all I've been seeing this week is a lot of whining about people who saying like, oh, Twitter's dead. We need to move to a different website, blah, 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 all this shit. And I guess what I'm saying, I know it's only the first week, but I haven't noticed anything different. Well, uh, I personally, I feel that my shadow ban has finally been lifted. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not being throttled anymore. Uh, uh, also, my Havana syndrome has cleared up, so I'm very happy about it. Did you did you see uh, the the Jews was trending the other day? That's cool. Just the the Jews. I thought it would be funnier. I thought Twitter with Elon at the head would be a funnier Twitter. It's not. It seems sad. Well, everybody is freaking out because everybody is this, this whole thing is actually very instructive because it's people desperately wanting the world to end so that they don't have to go to work anymore or log on to Twitter anymore. Like, well, frankly, nobody, I agree. Every, no one has any like nobody has any faith that they have the willpower to like change or be a different person. But if Elon <clears throat> destroys Twitter, then they don't have to. They get it. They get it changed for them, and that's I think why it's it's all it's all secret wishing. Like, oh please, please release me. But I'm afraid. I'm sorry. There's no escape. There's nowhere else to go. I don't know what's going to happen, but that there's there's the demand for the space. And that means that people are going to need to fill it. I don't know. I mean, I, it seems like the the uh, the immediate issues are uh, one. Matt, as you already as you already outlined, um, all of us have been um, unshadow banned. So I've seen my follower count skyrocket. I've seen my <laughs> posts. My posts are doing numbers like they've never done before because I'm finally stopped from being censored. Um, no, I gotta say, uh, if if anyone has ever complained about shadow banned, it's because your posts suck. You're a fucking <laughs> loser. Nobody cares. No one's throttled you. You should. You should. Hey, you should. You should uh, tie a belt to a doorknob and throttle yourself. How about that? You should consider doing better posts. Yeah, it is only the most annoying pedants in the world who who who. I mean, like, look. If they have been shadow banned, good. Um, have I been shadow banned? No, but I'd like to be. If Elon's listening, I would love you to like half my follower count. I would love. I would love my posts to be seen by like a maximum of ten people. That would that would be good for me. Um, I mean, and it'd I guess be healthy thing- mentally. Well, then we Next. could go back to the way, like, like when Twitter was the Wild West, and you could just tweet death threats at journalists, and with without getting 
like a little pop-up being like, is your mental health okay? Or like, <laughs> do, do people, uh, most people don't tweet like this. But most people should be tweeting like that is my take. Yeah, most people don't respond to Jonathan Shade with a gif of a Gatling gun. But I'm not most people. I'm built different. <laughs> and I guess like the, 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 other, the other issue is this whole sort of like a subscription tier for blue checks, which once again, doesn't affect me at all. I don't give a shit. I've never had a blue check. Don't want one. Not going to be paying $8 a month to get one. However, I would pay I would pay a discreet $8 service charge per death threat I'm allowed to send. That's a moneymaker. You would, you would pay $20 to $30 per death threat that you were allowed to send. The paid for verification thing is pretty interesting because he pitches it as this democratizing force. Like, oh, the fancy blue checks aren't going to rule over you anymore because anybody can have a blue check. But of course, that means that uh, the blue check becomes completely worthless. So no, there's no reason to buy it unless you're a total uh, one of the Elon fan f- boy dipshits, you know, who who probably like just send him a check every month anyway, just to support his general <laughs> vibe because they they think he's the future of humanity. So there's no money there. I do think though there is a player as long if he can hold on to the company without it just falling to pieces like a fucking uh, like the Blues Brothers mobile at the end of the movie. What will eventually happen is that. If you aren't verified, the site will be basically unusable. You will be so inundated with spam and bullshit that you, there isn't even a timeline. There's just catheter ads up and down the, the thing, and like you gotta scroll for five minutes to get to a post. But if you have that eight dollar verification thing, oh, there, there's only a third as many ads. So I think that's how they're gonna. That's if he has a plan to make money with that, because like the idea he has of oh, people will buy the check mark. That's insane. But if you have to have the check mark to actually get the site to work, then that that might get people to to uh, like what it'll be is people will look in their soul and be like, oh, my God, am I really going to pay eight dollars a month you, for this fucking site? Do any of and then you they'll ask, have check marks? No, uh, Felix, uh, Felix, check Felix marks. does. Felix is checkmark. He's a he's Felix. blue check swine. He's a he's a <laughs> Felix, digital he's lord, and we are <laughs> we are humble serfs at his command. Yeah. It's also it's also really funny because like I got a blue checkmark like ages and ages ago. Before. The beast, the beast. She, she has the mark, the mark of the beast. Um, I got it ages and ages ago, like before I was even like a New York media person. Like during the whole push, maybe like when I was a college journalist. During that whole push to like verify any like local journalist because the, the the value proposition was adding value to the site by showing you people people who are like an authority or a value add to the site. Uh, now that is why now there's there's still these these people out there with like 600 followers of the verified mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now that'll still not that'll, very valuable. Yes, and now it'll be a different group of 600 va- follower people with uh, names like SpaceX boy or whatever the fuck or uh, Tesla super fan. Lover 69. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good ad. Yeah. No one no one take that. Checkmark Stomper 1488. That's also really good. And uh, uh listeners, I'll, I'll have you know, I mean, you're only listening to this. Uh you don't see the video feed. When Catherine said New York media person, I don't know why but uh, she took her thumb and forefinger and placed it against her forehead <laughs> and nose like that. I did not do that. I did not I did not do that. Um, Someone's uh, been and, listening and t- to the to uh, Donda Two. I mean, Catherine's always Catherine's always trying to get me to watch you know like TV shows and movies that she wants to watch. And she was like, I heard about this great documentary that Kyrie Irving <laughs> recommended, <laughs> and I gotta say, it had some interesting points. You were like, I've already seen it. <laughs> I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the Criterion. 
I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, like we we weren't making fun of like the uh, the Will Musk by Twitter. Will he not? Like, it, it it's a real who care to me because I mean the people who owned Twitter before were soulless demons, and uh, Musk is just a slightly more entertaining demon. But all of the specific complaints that people have are all things that are like baffling to me because like I've never encountered a problem with any of this shit. Don't care about having a blue check mark. Uh, don't need, uh, don't care about shadow banning, never been throttled, or if I have, I haven't noticed it, don't care. But also, like, another, another thing that people have talked about are, like, bots. Like, Musk the was bots. very concerned about bots before so buying bots. it. And bots. then people think that, like, the, 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 like the, I just, I, I don't know what this concern with bots are. I've never interacted with bots. It's never been a problem for me. Well, I, a lot I, of I people don't, I don't encounter uh, them. It, it's similar to the shadow banning thing, where it's you're working out your psychological persecution complex, where you know, anybody who you disagree with or, or or posts at you negatively, well, that's a bot. That classic classic sign of a bot. Certainly not an actual person who disagreed with me. That's not possible. Well, te- technically, will you have interacted with bots because every hot woman who DMs you um, <laughs> is probably a bot? <laughs> Hello, hello, dear. <laughs> <laughs> you're very dear, handsome. Uh, make, fi- make want marry me, Findom. Would like to connect with you on this website. Oh man, hey, a lot of a lot of these bots have got some good pussy though. I've got. I've, <laughs> I, if I had a if I had a nickel for every time I get a, a DM from like a a two follower account uh, offering to make me their sugar baby. Um, oh my I god! Could pay for, I, for, I could pay for Twitter Blue. <laughs> how, how the fuck are you going to afford a Twitter uh, a, a sugar baby when you got two followers? <laughs> That's not money. That's not paper. Your game up. You got to stack your I mean, followers you know, like, like paper. I know a lot, a lot of people listen to me say, they'll be like, like, oh, oh, of course he has never been shadow banned. He's never been throttled. He's never had a problem with blue check marks or bots because he supports the regime. And <laughs> to that, I simply say, if you supported the regime, you wouldn't have these problems. It's true. Either. Everyone you'd has lots the of followers. Of you'd have lots of friends. Everyone uh, can people choose like to you. support the regime. That is your right as an American. And if you I do mean, it, well, you get certain benefits. It's just a cost-benefit analysis. Being with the regime gets you more followers. It get, keeps you away from the bots. Uh, and I sure hope that uh, Elon, based Elon, doesn't overthrow the regime lovers like us. Then it would be curtains. Yeah, how, how do you think Chapo succeeded by supporting the regime? It's true. There is one thing that actually might do significant actual damage to the site and its functionality is apparently he's... He has told the engineers that he needs to make like a billion dollars in savings. That's on, so funny. Like, the cloud computing and shit, <laughs> which is, I'm sure, coincidentally, also the nut that they have to pay every year in fucking interest on the loan they took Servicing out to buy the it. Debt. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm sure there's no oh, coincidence. The way, oh yeah, uh, you guys got a spare billion hanging around anywhere? By the way, all of the banks that loaned him the money to do this have like basically said, "Yeah, we're gonna take a massive haircut over it's this." It's like shit. with Trump. Like there's certain figures who's like they're they're too crucial as as fronts for other things. That they get to be idiots and fuck up and bankrupt things and destroy their toys, and they'll always get another uh, line of credit because they're otherwise too useful. Like with Musk, it's because of his uh, defense contracts and the Starlink shit. Uh, they can't afford to let him uh, go broke, so they'll just they'll be like, "All right, what did you do now?" <laughs> Okay, fine. Here it is. Whatever. Have fun, idiot. Well, hey, maybe maybe the kingdom of Saudi Arabia will also take a slight haircut because uh, they're they're a four percent stakeholder now. Well, I mean, like, yeah. Well, if they if they have to take too much of a haircut, they might give Elon a head cut. <laughs> oh! Well, I mean, like that's the thing. Is like you know, Elon Elon Musk. He, he's brought he's brought free speech back to Twitter. He's brought comedy back to Twitter. 
I'll just say I'll take that claim a little bit more seriously when Elon Musk, um, I don't know, shares, shares his thoughts on, let's say, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia or China. I would love well, to hear Elon one, Musk. That all of I would love to hear like, Elon Musk's thoughts on China. I would love him to share his okay. uncensored thoughts. Free speech warrior on very specific topics. They all hate China and they all think we're in a war with China. And, and he is in a situation where China has his balls in a vice and can snap them off whenever they want. So I don't know. What one theory is that he's going to make money out of this thing is by like selling confidential information to uh, governments seeking it. So, <laughs> so that like the Saudis won't have to send like an agent to Twitter so that they can find out, you know, all the, all the teenagers they need to arrest. He'll just give it to them for money. Um, he also, um, like he, he's fired a lot of people. Uh, like he was just like, I, he made everyone, he made everyone work over the weekend to find him a billion dollars to service the debt. Um, now, but of course, like now apparently he's, you know, Im- immediately involved in like another deluge of lawsuits because he apparently fired these people without 60 day warning. And look, I, like these are people who work for Twitter. I, I don't really care if they get fired or not. I just think his management style is really cool and funny. Can we also talk about like how like all of these fired Twitter employees? Like, there's nothing more embarrassing to me than um, like when you make your work not a job. So they're all being like, you know, like, oh, I thought Twitter loved me back, and it's like, no. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, you're just a number on a spreadsheet, and you look like a fucking baby if you like mis mistake work for a job or or you know what I mean, work for a relationship, yeah, Your family, yeah, Your family, exactly. All work, all work is a job at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, like, and, and if you're if you're doing anything above and beyond, you're a fucking rube. Um, I also like that, like, OK, like the, the, the promise of him owning Twitter was that we could finally get the Babylon B, their account back. You know, I'm like, I've been waiting for that forever because I mean, like, God, so funny. Funny. I, I just I, I need good political satire. But like, uh, they're not back. You know, um, Hitler fan <laughs> 69 or 20. I haven't seen his posts in a while. And it's just like, I don't know if you guys saw this, but like these right wing guys have like immediately turned on him because they haven't immediately been reinstated because he's just like, and then he immediately, <laughs> he already said, he's like, yeah. Um, cat turd 69. Yeah, 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 uh, uh, I'm, I'm working on it as fast as I I'm, can. I'm working no, he's, on there's it only two cat turds. Thank you. <laughs> we aren't, we aren't working getting on 69. It. And he's like, I'm working on it with my new moderation panel, which will include Jonathan Greenblatt of the Anti-Defamation League. I mean, come on, man. Uh, the, the, his fans are, they're, they're losing patience. They want comedy back and they want it now. Like he was going to make approximately no one happy with this value proposition. Like, you know, not not his fans and not the people who actually use Twitter, who are by and large like, I don't know, uh, liberal media people, coastal elites. I mean, they can't be stressed enough. He was forced by the Delaware Court of Chancery to go through with this deal. Like, it was never real. It was always a joke. It was always a troll. I'm epically going to troll Twitter by offering them an insane overvalue. Uh, so that they have to like let me into their headquarters and then I can fuck around and then I'll say, oh, no, there's bots and then leave. He did fuck around. Yeah. And but he then he found out, out because he out. fucking wrote. He signed a thing. He signed a goddamn contract that he was a black letter violation of. And then he was he had it's just how do you look at this motherfucker and you're like, this is his plan all along. He's actually playing 12th dimension. It's like that is that is the only way left in America to have any hope, I guess, is to look at one of the group of like absolute buffoons at the top of a political and economic uh, pyramid and just 
wish cast them into being our, a savior of some kind. But man, you really have to do some work. But what him and Mark Zuckerberg are doing with uh, Meta and like losing so much money is the most anybody has ever done to dismantle like the one percent. So they're honestly on our side. They're killing well, capitalism. Dismantling, dismantling big tech. Yes, dismantling uh, big tech, capitalism, one percent. Yeah. Seven hundred billion dollars. What is it? Uh, uh, no, yeah, no, this is it. Um, uh, this is from Forbes today. Uh, Meta is the S&P 500's worst performer of 2022 as losses near 75%. Good Lord. Shares of Facebook Meta overtook the dubious honor as the biggest loser in the S&P 500 this week as the Silicon Valley giant bleeds money to fund CEO Mark Zuckerberg's Metaverse vision and underscores big tech's 2022 downfall. Meta stock has faltered all year but crashed 25% last Thursday after reporting concerning quarterly earnings is down and is down a further 11% this week to a seven-year low of below $90. So, yeah, I mean, they're doing a praxis. They are. If we just get the Babylon Bee back, though, (laughs) the regime is teetering right now. It's also so funny, like, going back to what Matt said, like, I dare any one of these fucking libs who's, like, threatening to leave Twitter, like, all right, do it. All right, do yes. it. No one's going to leave. No, no one's one, leaving. No one is going to leave. No one's leaving. No one will ever log off like until it's just the N-word in your replies again and again and again. And even still, they'll be like, and then they'll have something new to tweet about. And the thing they'll tweet about is like, oh, I wish Twitter was better. Oh, remember old Twitter. I will bear witness to the crimes <laughs> yeah. of Cat Turd 4 at that point. It'll be the fourth iteration of Cat Turd. Stronger like, than ever. I just feel like I mean, like it, it, it's it's been going on forever now, and it, it, it's honestly it's part of the appeal of being on Twitter is complaining about it. But like, kind of my feeling is like about people who are like, oh, the, the hell site. I, I hope someone destroys it for my mental health or whatever. It was the same to my answer to the question in our call-in episode about like, oh, like smoking weed makes me feel anxiety and paranoia. Smoke more weed. If, if Twitter, you know, if, if, if Twitter's the hell site for you, just be on Twitter more. It's fine. It's fine. All my friends are here. Build up tolerance. All my friends are here. If it's a hell site for you, you probably don't have enough friends on there. Yeah. That's true. You should if, try if, making more friends on the hell, playground. If it's a hell site for you, you should try supporting the regime more. <laughs> I'd rather, get all the perks. Uh, it's better to reign in the hell site than serve in the heaven site. <laughs> <laughs> the heaven site meaning gab <laughs> or uh or or gitter um by by our good friend uh jason miller <laughs> or or mastodon that that's the, mastodon, that's the woke mastodon. Alternative. I, i'm sorry isn't gitter for you know um i won't go into it but for a man who say has had some issues with women the funniest fucking name for a social media platform pretty good gitter yeah gitter gitter one gitter <laughs> Um, but like along the lines of uh, Elon Musk managed style, uh, management style, Chris, you sent me this and I thought this was a, uh, uh, this is, this is a pithy summary of, uh, Twitter, of Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter. Uh, John Christian writes, imagine living in a Mars colony with this management style. Correct. <laughs> this would be the opening scene of total recall on mass. This would be 500 people rolling down a hill and having their eyes burst out of their fucking head. Also, but even, no one... his, even his amazing work at Twitter at this point, I mean, this <laughs> you, you shouldn't have needed this to know that uh, Musk is a fraud. You shouldn't even needed all of those exploding Teslas mm-hmm. uh, to know it. Just look at his attempt at getting hair plugs. The guy <laughs> has $100 zillion, and he cannot buy, he cannot find on this earth convincing-looking hair plugs. That should tell him and you, that he's not going to Mars, he's not going to live in the computer, he's not going to have self-driving cars, there's not going to be a hyperloop. 
Like there, the, we are, the technology fantasy is just not here. If you can't even get a decent fucking rug. I do agree. Yes. Yeah. His management style must be really bad. If he can't figure out how to look better when he's a, fr- when he's a billionaire. And that's, none of those that's guys. The... I mean, none of them can do anything about the hair. Hair Except for Jeff be... Bezos. Bezos well, has yeah, the right idea. He just does the he reptile. Bick. Bick. That's still it? surrendering, though. Well, no, he, Shaving he your head is, is, is running up the white flag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, no. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I think it's getting ahead of it. <laughs> I think Bezos, uh-huh. yeah, he made a strategic <laughs> retreat from having hair, but then did a, a, a bold counteroffensive about, about getting on an excellent stack of steroids and uh, human growth hormone to make him look like he's having a good time. See, but look, that's exactly all- it. He's like, his balls are probably the size of maraschino cherries at this point. <laughs> uh, he's got gross, like, old man muscle boobs. He looks like a, a string of jerky, probably. And why? To distract from the fact that he fucking went bald. If, if he could have kept that hair and with a $900 billion, you'd think he'd be able to. But that's it. Uh, that technology doesn't exist. There's no secret the here for hair suck. loss that the rich people are holding. There's no secret to digital immortality. It's all fucking bullshit. Much to the chagrin of every host of this host of this podcast. We've reached the end. We're not getting to any new technological heights. It's over. Okay, Matt, here, here's a solution. We need to return. Return to the tradition of sides. 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 Lex G. I, I do agree. Trademark More sides Lex kings. G. Sides. 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 I love a man sides, with strong sides, sides. We need to bring back the classic look of men like John Ashton from Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> yes. We need to bring back the look yes. of the guy. Matt, uh, who's the guy with the mustache from uh, Cliffhanger and Better Call Saul? Oh, yeah. Oh, my Rex God. Lynn. Yes. Rex mustache Lynn, yes. and sides. Great combo. Ed Harris. You Ed know? Harris. Sides God. A sides king. Uh, okay. Well, actually... Well, let me. Let, I'll open this question to the panel because you know everyone's once again everyone's bitching and moaning, and complaining, but offering nothing in by the way of constructive criticism about how to make Twitter a better a better experience for the user. So let me ask you guys: if if you if if if, if Mr. Musk came to you and said, "Look, you know Matt Chris, I mean, you're a Twitter power user. You're 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 an influencer. You're, you're driving traffic on this site. What can Twitter do to make your user experience better for you?" What would you tell him? I've, I've got an idea after Matt. Every time I get any anybody, anybody could reply to me, you know, they could say a mean thing, whatever. But I get if I click on their uh, profile, I get to see what their living room looks like. Yes. 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 Roundtree. Will and I were yes. just talking about this. Like if if you uh, uh, fire off a reply attacking anyone else's uh, physical appearance. There should be a mechanism that immediately takes control of your laptop camera yes. and post takes a photo of you and then immediately posts it as another reply. That I would pay eight dollars a month for to exert that on other people. That is a beautiful idea. That's a kind of combining be real and Twitter together. Like yes. Yes. be mean. The meanness of Twitter. You have to be real with, like, to be the mean. Realness of be real. Oh, that's a great be idea. Be real to be mean. Be real. You got to be cruel. You got to be cruel to be kind. As Nick yes. Lowe once sung. Uh, I've I've got an idea for how to make Twitter better. Uh, I'm thinking of like the Tim Robinson like car panel, uh, you know, the one everyone likes about. I want a, not a steering wheel that will whiff off. Um, I want I want a site where when you're driving and get in an accident, uh, the windows and doors all lock with you inside. That's that's what I want. I want something that actually keeps everyone on Twitter forever. Well, Elon oh. Musk has already invented that. Thank thankfully, he should he should bring that ingenuity to Twitter though. 
you know, really yeah. intensify the burning building where all of the fire exits are locked feeling. Like you, so ha- you immediate have immediate DMT experience into Twitter space. <laughs> oh, uh, if, if you're, you haven't already felt that, Amber, I'm sorry. You're just not posting hard enough. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I guess I would like um, some sort of extension from Twitter that uh, is like some sort of device that uh, jerks me off. Nice. That's what I would like prefer. a flush, a flashlight Chrome extension. Yeah. Yes, or, you know, and like it, it buzzes every head. time you get. Oh, a it buzzes react. every time you get likes and like, yeah, and retweets. Oh, yes, yes. That, that is that, that is man. the end stage where you where you where you fuse all of the pleasure centers into one, and that's See, when that was, the metaverse comes in because Zuckerberg really is a hero with with this stuff because yeah, nobody wants to go in the metaverse. And there's no incentive. It looks awful. It has no. It does. There's nothing to draw anyone to it, uh, but. If you live in a dog kennel and you are eating a, like a, a hamster, uh, you know, like hamster feeder, a yeah. hamster feeder of Soylent uh, and like your job is You're eating uh, bugs. You know, just like doing a minimal amount of like physical movement to power like a, a, a battery or something, then uh, you're going to need the fucking metaverse to stay sane. And at that point, it becomes not uh, it becomes the only place to be. And then that'll be a 3D Twitter that is also connected to your genitals so that every time you, like, say a thing and, and that people like, like, the other the other meta people, like, laugh at your joke, you just, you, you get, your, you all, all of your Roger Stones just get lit up like a pinball machine. If they don't like it, it just dries up. It, like, literally creates, like, a, this, a drying this would be great. Yeah. This would be great for me in particular because I have, I haven't ever, like, I've never uh, turned turned off my notifications. So, like, every time I pop off, like a, a tweet that's getting engagement, you know, Will and I are just sitting on the couch and my phone is just going buzz, 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 buzz. Yeah, Elon Musk, could you stop her from doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's a fee- it's a pleasure feedback loop and you should never deprive a woman of something that powerful. Uh, I do agree. I will. I, I will. <laughs> I will. I will be denying all women that pleasure and I will be receiving the pleasure from Twitter 3.0, um, the flashlight extension, that when the Babylon Bee gets its sight back and I see another one of their um, unbelievably funny jokes and political satires, I will immediately just dive into my Twitter-branded um, Lisa Ann flashlight, and it will milk the fun out of me every time I see <laughs> one of the Babylon Bee's many wonderful tweets. Can I also just say that, like, uh, the one thing Musk could have done to have won everyone over, you know, like, the first thing, you know, like, if Biden had gotten into office and immediately just signed an executive order legalizing weed, the equivalent for Musk should have been letting Trump back on Twitter. Then I would be like, this was all a success. True. We're, we've been deprived of his comedy for so long. And if you're going to allow, I don't know, Cat Turd 2 uh, and Kanye still on there, like, bring bring back the best comedian of our time. Bring back the goat. That's the best bring answer. The bring back Trump. The, retur- the, re- the yeah. return of the king. And uh, why, okay, by the way, why hasn't he done it yet? Why hasn't he done it? Where's Trump? Where's Trump? Sounds like he's a he's sounds like he's a pussy. We've all been waiting. Where is he? Wait, are you? you, Wait, (laughs) are you telling me? Should I do it? Should I (laughs) Trump back on Twitter? (laughs) Matt does a better Trump than me. Are you telling me that Elon Musk has been capping this whole time? Yes. He might. He might. He might be a cap. He might have been capping. He might be be Mr. Too Damn Cap. Yeah, he fucking works at lids. He uh, caps so much, folks. Yeah, do you get that one? Elon Musk. You ever go to the mall as a kid? Please ban Catherine Krieger from Twitter. <laughs> save, save me, save me. Because then I can do my other favorite thing, which is like 
sidling up to Will when he's on the couch looking oh. at his computer. Okay, calm down. Oh. Calm down. This is a wholesome thing that I do. I look over at his computer when he's just looking at the timeline. And, of course, I see a tweet. Oh, Matt is making big eyes at me, too. I'm not, like, reading his DMs. But, like, you know, he'll be looking at a tweet, clearly reading a tweet. And it catches my eye because it's also of interest to me. And so I'll kind of sidle over and be like, what are you reading? Like, what's the post? And then he just closes his laptop. Being oh, like, my God. How? And I'm like, bitch, it's, it's, I'm on Twitter, too. You're just looking at it now. Like, let's, let's have a shared Twitter experience. But there could be nothing worse to Will Mr. than, it's than like, us enjoying. Mr. Musk, like, are you like, listening to this? The, we do the same thing. I do the same thing to Matt. And he, wow. thinks, he thinks of it as like, him, like me catching him looking at porn, like the most graphic porn you could ever imagine. Like I ask him, I'm like, I'm like, oh, what's what's going on? What's on the timeline? What you looking at? And he's like scrolling on his phone and he immediately like gets so full of shame and puts the phone away. Like I caught him. I don't know. Putting a dildo Listen, up his ass. He's if, really. If, sh- if I were to, yeah, if I were to walk in on Will watching porn, he would probably just keep jacking off. But like, if I'm <laughs> like, oh, what did what did this guy tweet? Like, what's the new Ross Douthat tweet of the day? He's just like, just like eyes full of hate, closing his laptop. <laughs> this is personal. This is personal. What, what what say you to this? What's your response? Throttle these harpies, Elon. Shadow ban them from my living room. You can't just ask a man to <laughs> throttle a woman she doesn't know. <laughs> or, you know, consent first. I mean, I could think of, yeah, no, that, that, that's my improvement to Twitter. Is, so stop, stop, Catherine from, <laughs> stop Catherine from asking me about posts that I've already seen. Have I seen the posts? I've seen all the posts. Catherine. Oh, oh, yeah. The other, the other thing that, that he's recently shown me down about is, I'll, you know, I, I like to send him uh, a post. And it's never like the most viral post of the day. But I'll be like, oh, did you see this post? And recently he just looked at me with disdain and was like, Catherine, I've read all the posts. And I was like, well, I'll never send you a tweet again. Even though Will routinely sends me cat videos that I've already seen on the Internet. I don't say, oh, I've seen that one before. You say, cute. Oh, yeah, I, love I it. say I say double tap. I give that a heart because it's it's a nice gesture. <laughs> this has been really cathartic. You got to have the girlfriends on for group therapy about Twitter more often. Yeah, uh, like Chris, this. could you cut her mic? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not taking Catherine's mic. I'm, I'm shadow right banning Catherine right now. I've taken I've taken her mic. I'm shadow banning Catherine. She's spinning too much truth. Too much truth. She is fired. Catherine is fired for truth. Free Catherine. Thank Hashtag you. Hashtag free Catherine. Thank you. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Moving on from my uh, general mistreatment of my my love and girlfriend. Uh, well, okay, like so, we're talking about uh, uh, misinformation, right? Uh, will Will Twitter be policing misinformation? Well, uh, Mr. Musk, um, he he once again said he was for free speech, free speech. But back down almost immediately after he posted the link to the Paul Pelosi rough trade story. So let's talk about hammer time. Let's hammer talk time. about Paul. <laughs> let's time. talk about Nancy Pelosi's ancient crooked husband getting his skull cracked by a I don't know a former nudist. How the fuck did he survive? He's eighty years years old and got hit by a hammer. Did you also catch the part of the story where like cops were already in their house when the guy went hammer mode? <laughs> Did you catch that? Like he hadn't been hammered before the cops were there. The cops responded. Like he he managed to get like kind of a, a coded nine one one message out, and then he only went hammer mode once the cops were there. So again, another oh. big win for the cops. 
Yeah, it was the Uvalde the co- cops. <laughs> the, <laughs> the cops brought that guy into Pelosi's house with one of those, like, uh, <laughs> with one of those things that, like, dog catchers use that, like, you know, sort of collar around him on a big, like, uh, pole. They just <laughs> released him into Pelosi's house. It is said, wild he's fun. still alive because my grandfather was about the same age Paul Pelosi is now when he died getting the mail. Oh. Like he was going out to get the mail and he slipped and he hit his head on the uh, on the deck. And that was it. As he's done for. Paul Pelosi I I hated is getting mail. his melon cracked open <laughs> like it's a, like it's Mario Party. And he is still he's going to make a full recovery. I don't know how you can make sense of that unless you believe that a Chrome is a real thing. He will he give will live to insider trade another day to our a ruling class. I heard that uh, it was actually he survived because he was using a used hammer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, hey. oh. Needed a hammer. It was okay. an old. It was an old hammer. It wasn't useful anymore. Someone had wanted. He bought to get it from a locksmith. It. It's a fine <laughs> hammer. It, have you used it since I got it? Yeah, I have. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Our curtains uh, met. Uh, yeah, and- yeah, yeah. She used it on Paul Pelosi. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, just reading from uh, USA Today here, it says, Paul Pelosi awoke twice in the early hours of October 28th. The first time he groggily discovered a hammer-wielding intruder in his bedroom asking for his wife, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The second time he regained consciousness in a pool of his own blood, having suffered a fractured skull grappling with the assailant in front of police. States and federal prosecutors who charged the suspect, David DePape. David DePepe. David DePepe, 42, of Richmond, California, with attempting to murder Paul Pelosi, said he was on a suicide mission, threatening to kneecap Nancy Pelosi and hunt down other unspecified public officials, officials, according to court documents. It's certainly something that unnerved us all, San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins told reporters of the attack, referring to tragedies with past political leaders such as the 1978 assassinations of San Francisco Mayor George Moscone and City Supervisor Harvey Milk. It's something we have to take very seriously. DePape, who is being held at the San Francisco County Jail, faces 13 to life for prison if convicted of state charges, including attempted murder, burglary, and elder abuse. I like that they tag- tagged on elder abuse to that. Wow. It's just abuse, abuse. It's hitting someone. And yet yet the Gravel teens walk free. Sorry. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. And then then after he serves that time, the worst fate of all, he'll have to be deported back to Canada. Well, I mean, that country of origin. I mean, like that. That's what's awesome about this story is is the right wing media. You simply you simply have to give it up to them because. Okay, so so this happens, and like it, you know, admittedly, as we've talked about, like there's a lot of details about this story that are that are weird. I'm not saying it necessarily all means it's all fraudulent or whatever, but like th- there's some odd details about the story, like uh, the fact that the police were in the house when this guy got his head cracked open. But the right wing was like, look, they understood that like immediately that this guy was like a a, a QAnon saturated lunatic who had driven himself insane by consuming right wing media and then tried to assassinate the speaker of the house. So. They were like, okay, well, we can't tell that story. So let's tell the story, uh, you know, something, something that we can all relate to. Um, engaging the services of young rough trade and then having them try to steal your watch. And then there's a struggle and then you get your head cracked open, right? Who hasn't been there? Um, and, of course, you know, if he was on Twitter, like, this would be a bigger story. But Donald Trump, of course, has endorsed uh, this theory. Reading from CNN, 
Just days removed from the assault on Paul Pelosi, Donald Trump is throwing in his lot with the conspiracy caucus on what actually happened during the attack. Trump was asked about the attack during an interview with conservative radio host Chris Digel on Tuesday. To be clear, what follows is from the former president is nonsense, and officials have gone on to on record to denounce conspiracy theories like this. It's weird things going on in that household in the last couple of weeks, Trump said. You know, probably you and I are better off not talking about it. The glass, it seems, was broken from the inside uh, to out. And so, you know, it wasn't a break in. It was a break out. Oh, <laughs> this, my guy God. Was being, this guy was being kept in a dog cage. <laughs> like in, A glass dog <laughs> cage. Yeah. Uh, Trump went on to say that he's not a fan of Nancy Pelosi, but that what happened was, quote, very sad. <laughs> I'm just hearing about this for the first time. <laughs> he said the whole thing is the whole thing is crazy. I mean, if there's a little bit of truth to what's being said, it's crazy. But the window was broken in, and it was strange the cops were standing there practically from the moment it all took place. The last part is true. Police reports have made clear that there was in fact a break in, and that the reason the police were able to be there so quickly is because Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, was able to call 911 while the break in was occurring. Well, shit! In the story I just read, it said he awoke groggily, and the guy was already in his house. So what's going on there? It, add up. it does not add doesn't up. Doesn't add up. Hmm. But you know, like uh, like the, the the gay rough trade story, like that they went all in on that immediately, including Elon Musk, and then he like you know uh, the cowardly deleted the tweet. A man who has never had gay sex, probably. <laughs> I mean, the the police would have gotten there quicker and stopped him from getting hit if Nancy Pelosi didn't first have to send out an email asking us to donate. <laughs> uh, there's an intruder in my house. Will, uh, there will be an intruder in my house at 9 a.m. unless yes. you donate. <laughs> unless you rush $15 now. It's like the National, Lampo- the National Lampoon cover. Uh, donate to this political candidate or my husband gets it. <laughs> it's uh, nice, though, like, but- that we are all, people freak out about, you know, oh, what about free speech versus censorship? Everyone's just going to decide what they want to be true and then go off that. Then they'll find somebody who will tell them that, and then th- that's it. There's, there's no, there's no fact checking it. There's no asserting a central dominant narrative that's going to get everybody on board. Everyone's just going to believe what they all want, already wanted to believe, and that's I don't know. You, you should just relax, just lean back in the bath, feel the warm water <laughs> running all over you. It's okay. Take a little nap. Take a little nap. Nothing, I mean, is, nothing is going to change. Like this is already our media landscape. And, like, all Democrats have been... Like, Democrats aren't even really calling it, like, an assassination attempt. Like, they're just kind of like, oh, well, you know, political violence from both sides is really bad. So, you know, like, we're not going to do anything in response to this. Like, you know, just, yeah, exactly. Lay back in the warm bath unless you're proposing, I don't know, uh, taking OANN off air. Yeah. Uh, No, but, like, I I do like that the right-wing media immediately all decided that this was rough trade gone wrong. And then the police report made that story... um, you know, like it, it doesn't work anymore. So they've immediately gone with this guy was an illegal immigrant who <laughs> was running around from Canada, illegal immigrant from Canada, causing havoc in our streets. Pretty telling that they immediately went for gay stuff. Well, here's the reason I never, I never bought the rough trade gay stuff. It was like you look at Paul Pelosi, like it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a general rule of thumb that I think, I, I think largely holds true. Democrat sex sickos are into girls. Republican sex sickos are into boys. Both into the young variety of each. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, girls, mm. it, that's the equivalent of girls are from Venus, men are from Mars. I mean, it is true. It's like they're the, they're the men. They're the, <clears throat> the Republicans are the party of masculinity, and, and the Democrats are the party of femininity. So it makes sense that 
that their uh, their high priests would uh, indulge in uh, one or the other type of uh, debased depravity. Well, uh, speaking of debased depravity, uh, let's go into today's uh, reading series, which um, uh, comes courtesy of we haven't we haven't checked in with this guy for a while. It's Boss Ross Douthat. Oh, baby. Uh, here today, I'm like, you know, Ross is, uh, and this article is actually very good because it touches on a lot of the things we've talked about today. Uh, the headline is, How the Right Became the Left and the Left Became the Right. I'm already nodding so hard. And you know, like, <laughs> in, 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 in Ross's defense, I mean, like, th- this is a deny- dynamic that we have um, clocked ourselves on the show, uh, mainly in terms of how, you know, like, it seems like most right wingers online now have become um, small beans. They've yeah, become, they, 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 become, they, they become, they're they're being they're being done a frightened. They they post memes about like, oh, I wish I had a a Pepe to hug me and cuddle me, <laughs> <laughs> including including that this fucking guy who just attacked Paul Pelosi. Like, oh yeah, he did post yeah. the cute the cute Pepe he, he guy. talks in the fucking brain dead baby talk that all these guys do. All right, so this is Ross Daff at uh, writing the New York Times. One of the master keys to understanding our era is seeing all the ways in which conservatives and progressives have traded attitudes and impulses. The populist rights attitude towards American institutions has a flavor of the 1970s. Skeptical, pessimistic, paranoid. While the mainstream MSNBC watching left has a strange new respect for the FBI and CIA. The online right likes transgression for its own sake, while cultural progressivism dabbles in censorship and worries that the First Amendment goes too far. Trumpian conservatism flirts with postmodernism and channels Michel Foucault. Mm. Its progressive rivals are institutionalist, moralistic, confident in the official narratives and establishment credentials. I mean, I got to say, I basically agree with Ross here. The modern right has started channeling Michel Foucault in that they are exclusively concerned with finding breedable teenagers to fuck. <laughs> And having and having a someone someone go up their ass to the elbow. Um, these reversals are especially evident in a pair of prominent headlines from last week. If you'd been told at any point from say 1970 to 2005 that a disturbed seeming man living in the Bay Area with a history of involvement with nudist activists and the hemp, and hemp jewelry trade had allegedly followed his paranoid political delusions into a plan to assault an important national politician, the reasonable assumption would have been that his delusions belonged to the farthest reaches of the left and therefore his target was probably some notable Republican. By the same token, if you had been told in George W. Bush's presidency that a trove of government documents would reveal the, the Department of Homeland Security essentially trying to collude with major corporations to regulate speech it considers dangerous or subversive, an effort extending from foreign threats to domestic ones, you would have assumed that this was all Republican overreach, a new McCarthyism, and that progressives would be up in arms against it. In our world, though, Things are otherwise. The man who allegedly attacked Paul Pelosi while hunting the Speaker of the House did seemingly belong to left-wing, left-coast culture in the not-so-distant past. But at some point in his unhappy trajectory, he passed over the paranoias of the extreme right, probably not in some, probably not in some semi-rational radicalization process in which he watched too many attack ads against Nancy Pelosi, but more likely in a dreamlike way, the nightmares of QAnon matching his mental state better than the paranoias of the left. So yeah, like uh, there, there is there, there, there is a there is a hippie new age crossover here to QAnon stuff. That's, yeah, that, because that's for sure, the Republicans are the only political formation that that acknowledges systemic corruption, systemic problems in America, uh, and so they're going to catch all of the weirdos. Like everybody's getting more weird every day. Everyone's getting more less uh, 
well welded together and, and their bolts are coming unstuck and they want some and a lot of them not all of them but a lot of them want some sort of narrative to make sense of it and, and ideally one that gives them a sense of agency uh, a sense of community and the only place for that now uh, is on the right because the Democrats cannot uh, acknowledge any systemic issues everything is the fault of Russia or some sort of uh, foreign interference subverting otherwise trustworthy and and institutions and that's going to keep happening like all the weirdos are all going to be everybody like everybody who's into uh you know any kind of crank apolitical crank stuff or stuff that used to be uh sort of coded vaguely left they're all going to become QAnon psychos it's the only place to go it's the it's the only magnet pulling them in any direction I think we've seen this this crossover also like an issue I've thought about like the anti-vax people you know being anti-vax pre-covid used to be the 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 realm of like Marin County crunchy but but um rich oh moms. hi crystal yeah 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 absolutely which you know liberal voters but now like being anti-vax has been taken up by the right in a huge way but but only you know, when it came to the COVID vaccine. I mean, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're bleeding over into every other vaccine. Too. I, I, actually, no, people are, a lot of people oh, are yeah. just stop, yes, stop yes, getting vaccines the entry, altogether. But the entry point was the COVID vaccine. Yeah, right. And so now they have to but, kind of reverse engineer being like, uh, uh, I don't want my kid to have a mumps vaccine either. But notably, you know, their entry point was not, oh, I'm worried about theremin or whatever it's called. Um, or I'm worried about the vaccine schedule, you know, like I, I just wish MMR vaccines were, were more spaced out because now my kid has autism. But all those crunchy moms, I think, are all going to end up voting Republican because they're the only party yeah. that can speak to like actual issues that they key on and that they think are important. I do That's, think, though, that what Ross is being full of shit here and uh, with the idea that there this is some sort of like 70s style uh, a paranoid suspicion of institutions like the right does feel like these institutions are bad, but not because they're hierarchical, not because they perpetuate uh, capitalism or anything, but because the wrong people are in charge of them. The, 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 the baby eating Democrat reptile people are in charge of them and that their dream is to have these institutions cleansed and then put to the purpose that they were designed for, which is uh, oppressing their political enemies like tyranny there, there's, for me, there's, not like, for There's me. no strain of uh of like uh of of liberatory uh, uh, anti-establishment stuff here. It is just a rage that your guys or you don't imagine that your guys are in control of these institutions. Like they don't want I to mean, get like, rid of the FBI. They want to make the FBI into like the based patriot uh, investigations unit <laughs> that like it will kick in your door if you've got a copy of Heather has two mommies on the wall. I mean, I guess I'm wondering is like, where's where's Ross's crossover here? I mean, like he should become a liberal Democrat. I mean, like I what's mean, holding him back? He, it's interesting watching guys like him where they're, they're still so clearly beholden to some idea of uh, reasonableness and uh, and evidence based thinking that is now. Yeah, has been sort of dominated by the center left because the right has basically uh, rejected th those notions because. They're no longer able to square them with the story that they're telling their voters. So uh, they're, it's the only place to be. And, and yeah, guys like Ross are going to be in, are increasingly uncomfortable uh, trying to stay in that nexus. Uh, and 
I mean, if Trump gets in again, that'll be very interesting to see how how the remaining like sliver of conservatives who have some sort of instinctive drive to be validated by that, you know, consensus, uh, how they deal with that. I mean, I think like, okay, like what, what, so what's holding Ross back from coming over and, you know, uh, just, just, just playing for the center left, you know, cause like, I mean, he, he's flirting with it and, you know, like as usual, I think the, I think the, the stumbling blocks for him are going to be, are going to be gay shit. So it's going to be gay stuff and abortion and, you know, like Ross just he's never going to be comfortable with that. So, like, I think like Ross should just start. He needs to find a way to gay bash uh, the right wing, but from the center left. And that way, like, look, heterosexuality, that supports the regime. If you want to have friends and be Pepe, you, you cannot you can having sex with women. That's like that's as bad as putting mRNA in your body. <laughs> so I think if Ross, I think like if the, if the right just leans more into, um, like, you know, being like outwardly, flamboyantly homosexual. I think Ross will find a nice, comfortable chair. I think he will find his perch at the New York Times become a lot more comfortable for him. So he goes here. Uh, and the political rights response to the Pelosi attack reflects these shifts as well. The ethos of Fox Mulder in the X-Files, trust no one, is now a dominant value on the right, which in this case encouraged a swift leap from reasonable questions about the details of the assault based on accurate initial report, inaccurate initial reports to a very specific narrative about a gay assignation that the cops and the Pelosi's were presumably covering up. As of this writing, several public references to this theory from prominent conservatives have been deleted, but the cover-up narrative will probably survive indefinitely as a reference point, an underground truth like the left-wing conspiracies of old. One of those deleted tweets belonged to Elon Musk, the new impresario of Twitter, and inevitably became an exhibit in the case for liberal panic over his takeover. What could be more indicative of the platform's imminent descent into a democracy-destroying hellscape than conspiracy theories thread by the chief twit himself? But the alternative to Musk's reign was clarified by a second recent illustration of our left-right reversal, a story from The Intercept by Lee Fang and Ken Klippenstein detailing the, the Department of Homeland Security's migration into the social media surveillance and the pressure that the department detailing the Department of Homeland Security's migration into the social media surveillance and the, pr the pressure the department has tried to exert on internet companies to flag and censor content along lines favored by the national security bureaucracy. On the surface, this is not a partisan story. The Intercept is a left-wing publication, and the current version of the DHS anti-disinformation effort got started in the Trump administration. But everyone understands those efforts' current ideological valence. The war on disinformation is a crucial democratic cause. The key lawsuit filed against the Biden administration on these issues comes from Republican attorney generals joined by doctors critical of the public health establishment. And the most famous flashpoint remains the social media censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story, which Fang and Klippenstein suggested followed from what could, one could reasonably call a deep state pressure campaign. Meanwhile, according to a draft report from the DHS obtained by The Intercept, the list of online subject areas that the department is particularly concerned about includes the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, the efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines, racial justice, U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, and the nature of U.S. support to Ukraine. Mostly areas, whether in wisdom or in folly, the populist right is more likely to dissent from the establishment position. So, yeah, uh, like, I mean, like, is this going to be like, I mean, like more, more uh, like sort of a... Uh, I don't know, adding uh, annotations to people's tweets about, I mean, the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan is an interesting one to be interested in because I thought that shit was over. Like, what yeah, more is there to say about it? Nobody what more is there to say about it? Well, we and also, what's the conspiracy theory there? Like, I don't understand, like, what there is to censor about that. We withdrew from Afghanistan, mostly. 
And where does Ross stand on like sending trillions of dollars of weapons to Ukraine? I'd like to know. That would, yeah, I would. Uh, that it seems like he's probably got to be for it because that's the reasonable position. Also, also, what does Ross mean? He said like the old left wing conspiracies of yore or whatever. Like, name a left wing conspiracy theory. I think he means that, like Kennedy assassination. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, he'll, he'll, oh, okay, okay, but I'm sorry. Uh, you know, not that much of a conspiracy theory. Uh, you know, debatably so, but nowhere near <laughs> as harm as potentially harmful as QAnon. Well, I mean, I think I think like you know from his point of view, like they're the same thing. But they're not. And they're both equally harmful because, you know, they're both, uh, you know, sort of like, you know, night- nightmarish visions of uh, U.S. power. No one is no one is assassinating the head of the CIA um, uh, uh, deal alerts. Um, no, just kidding. Um, uh, you know, in a way that like a QAnon guy is going after Nancy Pelosi's husband, though. I think they're they're inherently different. Like one one has so many violent, actively violent impulses attached to it. And the other, you know, it's just like. Something you talk to your friends about at a party. Yes, I'm very fun at parties. <laughs> uh, and he goes, one um, is the one that I believe, and the other one I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, that's what I'm saying. One is good, and the other is bad. Is, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, the QAnon. I mean, the, the, there's a lot of crossover with the JFK shit because they think like either that Trump is JFK pretending to be Donald Trump, that JFK's son is uh, <laughs> a man in a fedora who shows up at rallies. Uh, the, the JFK is coming back. I, I don't know. The, 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 there's a lot of crossover there. But like no one, no one, you know, it doesn't take a fucking genius to to poke some holes in the official story about JFK. But the leaps you must like the most basic things you must believe to believe in QAnon. Things like, I don't know, um, uh, a, a pedo elite eats children. I think that's a bit more of a, uh, di- you know, divorce from reality that you must. Undertake. Well, I mean, you got the pedo elite. That's that's pretty established. The only real leap is the eating the children part. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, <laughs> they, they I, I, I chose my words carefully. It's really just carefully. them eating the kids that we can't prove. I mean, uh, they don't eat them actually, literally, but uh, spirit cook yes. them. Yeah. So well, it's just like um, I yeah. said. Like all he's describing here is the fact that only one side can catch uh, the weirdos. Only one side can catch people as they're sort of falling out of communion with consensus reality due to individual yeah. it's it's an individual it's a it's an individual phenomenon that then has like an aggregate result and that is an, a bunch of individuals at this point when when uh life in america is precarious in a way it has never felt before uh and people are trying to square the country that they grew up in and that believe in with the country that they are actually experiencing every day and trying to make sense of that and we have this internet that allows us to pick really any any answer to these questions uh but you know and we're going to see what other people we're going to see what other people are coming up with and it's all going to grab it all has to gravitate to the right uh because of the democratic party and uh, its media apparatus refuse any acknowledgement that there's anything fundamentally wrong and so like that's all that's really happening here is is the is part of the general educational sorting of the Democrats, to the Democrats being the party of people for whom things are mostly going okay for. Like I mean, obviously they have they have a working class base, but they're never going to be able to wag the dog as opposed to the Demo- Republican base, which is, you know, petty bourgeois dominant, but petty bourgeois in places where. They're seeing more poverty around them. They're seeing the the more uh, despair, and they're freaking out about it. And then their kids 
are going to be the ones more likely to do something about it. The ones who didn't get a house out of the uh, the American mortgage lottery. Oh, no. Only, only the right wing can catch these people and also tacitly or not so tacitly spur them to violence that helps their political cause. Yes. Let's jump ahead to the, uh, to the end of the article here. Uh, Ross writes, uh, this is the key problem with the right today. Whether the issue is the 2020 election or the COVID vaccine debate or the attack on Paul Pelosi, not the baseline skepticism, not the not being attuned to the weaknesses and inconsistencies in official narrative, not being open to scenarios of elite self-dealing conspiracy and cover up, all which emphatically exist. It's the swift replacement of skepticism with certainty. The shopping around for any narrative, even if it comes from Sidney Powell and Mike Lindell, to vindicate your initial theory. The refusal to accept that even the institutions you reasonably mistrust sometimes get things right. Whoa! (laughs) Wow! Or, to put this in the terms of Musk and his hopes for Twitter, the ideal virtual town square would be a place where conservatives could discuss speculative, even conspiratorial theories of the day's events, but also a place where they could be persuaded to abandon bad theories when the evidence dissolves them. Okay, when has that ever ever been the case? Incentive for you. I've got my idea and it, and it gives me, because I have subconsciously chosen it and I've, and I'm I'm drawn to it by my own desires. It fits my narrative. It fits my set anxieties and my uh, perversions. Why the hell would I give it up? For uh, your alternative, why? Because it's got the facts behind it. What the fuck does that mean? That doesn't exist anymore. Like it, uh, the Republicans uh, are 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 gaining all these people in part because of their Foucaultian insight that the fucking center has collapsed and there is no authoritative answer. There is no truth that you can tack towards. Everybody We're never is getting the choosing. square Everybody's back at the, at the fucking old country buffet, and they're picking whatever. <laughs> whatever entrees they want and piling them high on their plate. And there's no, what you're going to make them eat vegetables. Why? Cause they're good for you. Says who? Some <laughs> asshole in a lab coat. I don't know him. Actually, I've been, I've been, I've been doing a lot of research on a uh, primitive Twitter about primitive, primitive masculinity Twitter. And I got news for you. Vegetables. That's the worst thing you can it's put in your body. It's the worst thing you can eat. They're it poison. Is, it is it is literal poison. You've been saying this for years. <laughs> so he says here, social media. Uh, no, it goes. Uh, social media and tribal incentives being what they are, that seems exceedingly unlikely. But if I had just paid billions to own a social media platform and became both its main character and arguably the most important right-leaning figure in American life, pending the Ron, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis slugfest, I would be thinking about what it would take for a spirit, a spirit of contrarianism and rebellion to aim not simply at transgression, but at truth itself. Wait a minute. What? Like he's going to. So he's telling Elon Musk to do better, basically. Is that how that ends? He's saying like, OK, like it's, it's important to be contrarian, but to a limit. Like up to a limit. It's supposed to be contrarian, but you have to be able to be persuaded out of being contrarian. Why? When what you, when what you believe starts Why? being embarrassing. What is for me, the incentive here? Look, if that that's why he will always be a, a a fucking buck broken bitch is because he has fully he cannot escape that mental prison that says there is this uh, consensus reality that is that does predominate that does uh, assert itself. And that we have some sort of moral responsibility to to uh, uh, acknowledge it, and it's like, well, maybe for you, but that is that is a small and shrinking cult 
within America. And eventually, you're going to be the real freaks. You're going to be the real on, psychos. I think what's going Still on with your... that this that this t- completely uh, uh, delegitimized uh, 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 epistemic system that everyone can see has led us to oblivion. Everyone can see that the consensus, the the correct idea of what's going on, uh, has been based on a lies deep deeper than the 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 superficial truths that they might be re- representing that you can point to and say well this is something that really happens and we, yeah sure but the, the the entire structure that that uh, organizes this information and gives it to you is based on lying to you i mean i think and what's the going on this- right is the only place where that lie can be pointed to and yeah that that's great but i think what's going on with this piece is that like because that's true Basically, the only thing that still uh, binds Ross to a center-right identity rather than a center-left one is uh, gay people, trans people, and abortion. And he's realized that like everyone else on the right embarrass him. And they're not inviting him to parties. They don't want to fucking talk to him. They don't want to have anything to fucking do with him. So all his friends, and certainly his readership, are all center-left. So he's trying to still to wiggle out or just wish-cast a way in which like Republicans could be sensible again and he could feel comfortable being around them and be like you know and, and so he really thinks that elon musk could like fix this shit like elon I mean, musk he's hoping be, he says, okay. he says this is, they've already turned on him after two <laughs> days they already say actually this guy that i thought was uh, uh jesus uh returned turns out he was actually the antichrist so like my, uh, my, oh, oh. <laughs> that, that's an l on me sorry so ross has two choices here he can uh, reconcile himself to supporting uh, a gay marriage and like certain certain liberal cultural issues and then just like, you know, be happy with his lot in life. Or he can just, you know, have fun and start believing in holograms and crystals and shit <laughs> like that. Because you can't have well, one without the other at this point. If yeah, you but hate the thing gay is people, you necessarily have to love crystals. That's the way it is in America now. But he cannot like he can't stay. Uh, he can't move to the center left mainly because there'd be no reason for anybody to fucking listen to him. Like his entire audience is liberals who want to hear a conservative, but not a real yeah. one. Cause those mm-hmm. guys yep. are gross and, uh, and appealing mm-hmm. and they're not worth engaging with. So he, he, if he was just another center liberal, what the fuck would anybody ha- have had any interest in anything he had to say? <laughs> you know what, Matt? I think that's a good place to wrap up today's episode. Why would anyone listen to anything Rusty that has to say on the center right, center left, or the fringes of either of these groups? So uh, we will leave it there, wrap it up for today's episode. I would uh, like to thank um, Amber Rollo and Catherine Krieger, the WAG contingent, for joining us. And and Catherine, now that I've been exposed in, in the media... I will let you look at tweets on my laptop, and I will be happy to tell you about what I'm what I'm looking at. And I will hold you accountable on Elon Musk's Twitter uh, if you don't. Well, it's now recorded. I mean, this is it. Now, now you have to it do is. it. That's yeah, legally exactly. This yeah. is legally binding. Catherine will sue you in the Delaware Court of Chancery. Yes. If you right. <laughs> All right, going. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.